You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the Bud Light guest line, Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, the playmaker himself. Bud Light, by the way, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and... Michael, 49ers fans probably went home and had themselves a couple tall, cold ones after that one last night to drink the pain away. That was that was uh, a, a stunning end to an exemplary season, but when it all came crashing down, it came crashing down hard and loud and fast. The minute Brock Purdy was knocked out of that game, the Niners were in a lot of trouble. The minute Josh Johnson fumbled the ball away on a shotgun snap right before the half, that was probably it right there. Yeah, and it was it was hard, man, when you see a team put in that kind of work, put in, you know, and to, to get to where you guys got to, you go through your first-string quarterback, the second-string quarterback, you land on the third-string quarterback that, 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 that has that kind of run, and then turn around and lose him early in the game. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was, yeah, that was hard. And I'm going to tell you something, even watching that game early on, I thought, wow. I, just I felt like, I felt like they had, you know, they were exhausted. They exhausted all the means. I remember watching Greenlaw hit somebody and then he was stumbling. I was like, man, it feels like it's, it's, I'm, I'm coming through this airport, guys. So I think right. it feels like that these guys have given all they had all season long. And it's starting to come down on them and crash down on them a little bit. So it was it was difficult to watch because I knew how hard those guys had worked and everything to get to where they are. And and to see it work like that or fall out like that in that kind of situation, yeah, that was hard. Let me ask you about Josh Johnson. Obviously, you can't have much, you know, hope for the team when a fourth-string quarterback who just signed with the team a few weeks ago goes in. But he's also a 14-year-long NFL vet who's probably taken more bad shotgun center snaps from more practice squad centers than anyone in NFL history. And he just looked with three delay-a-game penalties completely unprepared. I mean, I, I I was never expecting him to be spectacular, but serviceable from a 14-year-long NFL veteran, serviceable should be the bare minimum requirement. And I was stunned by how truly awful he was. He was peeing down his own leg awful all day. Dude, that's a hard spot right there now. I know I it is. how long you've been in the league. You popping in in an NFC championship game. I mean, whoa, wait a minute. The next step is the Super Bowl. Every kid that ever came from his mother's womb, and we all came from a mother's womb, sat in his front yard and said, I'm playing, play up, I'm wide receiver, I'm about to catch touchdown in the Super Bowl. And to realize, to be in that spot in that game, man, that's, and, and to think about all the hopes and dreams that are riding on you, all the other 52 dudes are staring at you like, dude, don't mess this up. That's a hard place for a young man to step in and have to play. It is. It is. But the way I also see it is, too, is here is a guy who has been a perennial, you know, if not backup practice squad guy his entire career, and the spotlight has finally found you. Like, do you want an opportunity to sit and sign your autograph at card shows for the rest of your freaking life or not, buddy? Like, here is your one chance. It's a big one. It's a big ask. But to be 
so unprepared for the moment. Again, three delay a game penalties. And uh, there's a little bit, Ky- or I, I, Michael, I want to ask you about Kyle Shanahan and his culpability in yesterday's loss. Now, no one here is putting that on Kyle. He loses his quarterback, and your game plan goes straight to hell as soon as that happens. We get it. But didn't you think he needed to be a little bit more, if not ready with that challenge flag on the Devontae Smith catch that wasn't even throwing it out there without the benefit of replay just because the others see the other team huddling up so fast so you think all right maybe something ain't right let's just burn a timeout if that you know it's 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 right to know what the hell just happened and then to not be standing right by an official and call a timeout as your fourth stringer is having trouble even getting the plays into the huddle like could Kyle have been more pre you know proactive in helping that day not fall apart yeah, when you see that, those are the things that you start saying, okay, man, maybe, you know, you you, you throw that flag just in case or you call a timeout, give them some time to try to find out what happened, all those things. But, but when that thing's going down in real time like that, you know what I mean? You're trying to, you're trying to mitigate and make sure, hey, I'm going to need these time. I'm going to need this challenge for later on and everything. That, that That's what makes it difficult when, you, when you're going through that. When, when they're going through that, man, listen. I, I, I sat there and and, and I got, I gave Philly some credit for having a little signal. You know what Devontae was saying, throwing the signal, sort of up. This is getting, you know, when he was throwing that signal. I was like, wow, you know, that, that, that's good on them. That they got a signal, but then it, it does make you start saying, man, if something's going on. Why don't they throw that challenge? But but man, those things are crucial right there in that moment. For, for every team to try to keep as much as they could of those challenges. Let me ask you to play a roster magician for a minute. Uh, Brock Purdy is being examined to see if he's going to need surgery on his elbow. <coughs> and if he is unable, if the surgery is significant enough that he's unable to play at all next year, what would you recommend the 49ers do at that position? Well, that, they're talking about with, 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 with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and all this coming back. What, what do I recommend they do at the quarterback position? Yeah. Well, that's a hard call, man. How you gonna put that on me, man? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, listen. You're in the airport. You got nothing else to do. I guarantee you right now, I guarantee you that that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are sitting over there saying, you know, we got some things to discuss. And they really do have some, we got some things to discuss to get this back right. Because Bob Purdy did everything. He, he, he did everything he could to say and to earn more time, more work. He really did. When you talk about, you put down, you went down the road, and this man at his floor. That's all I can say. He has to be at his floor because those were his first experiences on the football field. You can't be anywhere near your ceiling. I, that's something I got to search a little bit more. You know, I, I know Trey Lance is young, and he was at his, he's pretty much at his floor, too. Uh, but, but boy, I, I would have to look into that long and hard because of what they started. Like, you get a player that comes on the field and start like he started. That, that's worthy of giving him more opportunity and Brock Curtis certainly earned more opportunity. I don't give a darn about draft capital. I don't care what you spent on who when you got somebody that's playing like that. 
you got to continue to search that cabin and see what's in it. And in the meantime, you might want to give Tom Brady a call. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out there, too, because he's going to yeah. want to go somewhere that's actually got a chance for him to win. You know, Brady's not playing for gaudy stats anymore. He wants wins, and I don't think there's a team that could offer him more wins than the 49ers. Maybe the Titans. Nah, and that would be about it. Uh, I, I don't even know if I'm saying the Titans. Now, I don't know if he wants to deal with a lot of issues Tom Brady dealt with this year. And what he dealt with this year was uh, he, he, he dealt with not a lot of him not being himself. So listen, let me tell y'all something too. I was so hurt and even after that game. It's just it's amazing how emotionally we get and caught up in all of this, you know. Because you know, I interviewed uh, Debo that day. He, you know, a couple of days ago, he called me. I was working out. He called me. He said, "What's up, bro? What's up, big boy?" I say, "What's up, man? Why are you calling me, man? You know I'm interviewed late." So, dude, and the little stuff like that, it just lifts you. You know, you want to be able to share and pour back to these young men. And, and yeah, I, I felt that for him. I felt that for him after talking to him and knowing how much he really wanted to win that game. I felt, I felt bad for him. I bet you did. It's got to be a tough place to be operating from, to have, you know, the, the opportunity of your professional life four quarters away from you, and then it's just over. I mean, there, there's nothing that comes to a screeching halt quite like a football like season, right? Right, right, like that, like that. Dude, and, wait, 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 and, and now listen, and you go to these games. I was like, I, how many times I told you guys, oh, I think about that play with Deion Sanders in that 95 championship game every Every day I think about that play. That dude, that, that dude from Cincy that pushed Patrick Mahomes out. Yep. That was crying on the sideline like that, man. After having a great season, after having a great season, crying on the sideline like that, man. Dude, I felt so bad for him. There's this thing is going to, you know what I mean? It's going to linger. He it matters, and I hope he, he gets some kind of way of making it up and, and have a great career. Well, yeah, the rest of his life is single-linger. I was about to ask you about that. Um, like, Joseph Osai was clearly broken up afterward, even though his teammates, almost to a man, had his back. Uh, how long, just from the outside, do you think that lingers with him? Or does he need to have a great game in similar circumstances to get rid of that? I'm thinking a little bit about Leon Lett, who was a very good player, but he gets stripped at the in the end and short of the end zone by Don Beebe, and that's the thing people remember about him. Yeah, but getting stripped short of the end zone by Don Beebe, you still get that Super Bowl ring. Right. You he'd, he'd have taken us to fifty nine from the fifty two. That would have been a record. But you still Leon still has that ring. That kid was walking in and those other kids oh, and those other guys were saying, Why'd you touch the quarterback? That's what he's going to be remembered. His teammates, his boys, hollering, how could you do that to us? How could you do that to us? You know, and, and him, that feeling of letting his team down, that's what I dealt with. Like, man, if I would have gone up and got that ball, we could have been in a different situation, different place. And, and, and I think about it every day. I just, I just, I really felt for him. Watching his interview, man, I wanted to cry. Watching that kid's interview after the kind of season he had, I just can't miss, I can't announce pronounce his name. That's why I just say it. Joseph but, Osai. But after the kind of well, after the season he had, the season he had, yeah, that was that was hard, man. But it just shows you guys 
what this means to 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 the players on the field to be in that position, man, and and to get that shot at, at another Super Bowl. Michael Irvin with us here on Damon and Ratto. And earlier, Ray asked you, you know, how you'd go about fixing the 49er quarterback situation. I got an even bigger ask. Michael, how would you go about fixing NFL officiating? And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, that Niners fans got jobbed by officials, but they were penalized 11 times for 81 yards, and that's the most penalized team in this postseason. I mean, you know, they, they got thrown, flags thrown at them they're like they were wearing Raider uniforms. The second most penalized team this postseason was the Bengals in the AFC title game. They were flagged for 71 yards and nine different flags. Is it time to do away with all-star crews? Is it time to start developing better officials, paying them more, having an off-season study program for them? I mean, it feels like this league has gotten better about everything. The games are better, the players are better, the coaching's better, the stadiums are better. Everything about the NFL is getting better all the time, except officiating. What what can be done? I, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this, and especially at this place. I say even more so now than even before. We should enhance all of these things. I, I understand that some things you don't want to go back over and do over, and because of time, because the time and the time it takes that you just say, hey, let's keep it moving, let's keep it moving, we want to get the game in at a certain amount of time. But the playoffs, I don't care. We just start changing these rules. We, we, you work too hard to get here to lose this game on a bad decision or a bad call by a ref. That means you no good. I, I, I was watching the basketball game, the Lakers and the Celtics the other night. <laughs> LeBron James, 105-105 to score. He goes, take the drive. And clearly, Jason Tatum slaps his hand, his left hand, he can't get the ball. And, and, and clearly, it's a foul. Nobody made the call. Right after the game, they all apologize. It's a regular season game. Uh, okay, okay, that mistake. But that mistake like that in a playoff? Especially in the NFL, where it's one and done? No, dude, that's unacceptable. I'm not putting in eight, nine months of work to get to this one place, and then you miss a call, and it's all over for me. That That's unacceptable, and yeah, something has to be done about that. Do you have a theory on what must be done first? Is it fixing the rule book so that it's more sensible? Is it figuring out a way to make replay more rational? Is it just training officials better? Do you have any theories other than this is unacceptable? First of all, the the number one theory should be, I don't care about uh, optics and and you feeling bad. Every call, you should have a crew already examining every call. Have your own personal crew somewhere watching the game and examining every call. When a call is made, if they can see that it wasn't a good call before any coach throws this challenge, they should fix it. But see, they don't want to jump in and fix it, and so they hide these things under, well, that was a judgment call. Come on, man, stop that. That was a bad call. You can put judgment on it if you want, but that was a bad call. Fix the bad call, and let's move on and play the game, especially in the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get a crew. And our playoff games, I'll have you another crew watching the games on TV and watch they get, and, 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 and you can put, I don't care if you put a camera on every call, whatever, and they're reviewing the calls. 
before. They should. I understand that Shannon Cow Shanahan should have challenged that Smith play, but what's wrong with the right crew with another crew seeing it even before he has a chance to challenge and taking that decision? Out and say, whoa, whoa, whoa! That was a drop. Let's change it right now. That's what I would like for them to do too. Michael, you got it. Are you leaning? Any early way on this Super Bowl? I mean, obviously, this isn't your definitive end-all, be-all, take-it-to-the-bank pick, but just looking at, right. you know, the first few hours of Chiefs v. Eagles, what do you see? I'm trying to figure which way the Chiefs are going to run this race. You see what I mean? I looked over the schedule of the Eagles. They haven't faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. The only game they faced him was that, 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 that Green Bay Packers game when it's with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers took him to the end, took him to the end with the team he had. We knew, we know what kind of team that was. Um, and, you know, they were fighting to get in the playoffs later on. And, and certainly, and then, you know, it just didn't make it fell apart. But, but, then Detroit sent them home. But, but I was looking at a quarterback play because everybody said they had to either schedule to sit there. They had to either schedule coming into the season. Who have they faced? They haven't put anybody like Patrick Mahomes, but Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers played him closer. I tell me, Patrick Mahomes, with where he is, and if his ankle will be better than it was, he should be able to give you some fits with what he does. But I also harken back to 2019 when they lost that Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. What was it? They because because they got at and got after Patrick Mahomes, and boy, the Philadelphia Eagles got at and got after. About thirty, you know, and and, and if they can get out of Patrick Mahomes like like Tampa got after, then then they got a shot at winning this game, especially without a Tyreek Hill. But the one thing, the one thing Philly got that I said moves across the board, no matter what game you're playing, no matter who you're playing, is they play physical football like San Francisco. And trust me, Kansas City doesn't want to see that kind of physicalness. One more question about Patrick Mahomes, because look, Tom Brady's trophy case alone stacks up against NFL franchises. And, you know, kids think, well, if you didn't win a Super Bowl, you weren't very good at it. Uh, Dan Marino is as great as a quarterback that has ever played this game per just full stop. There was no one better than Dan Marino. You obviously played with and against the greats. Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Having said all that, is Patrick Mahomes the most tooled up quarterback of all time? Like I don't, I, I don't. What box hasn't he checked? It used to be what pain tolerance. He has checked that box officially now. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a better quarterback than him. Yeah, it, it, well, and this thing's evolving. You know, it keeps evolving. I mean, when you say about a quarterback, quarterbacking has evolved in such a way. Patrick Mahomes. Is, and I use this Steph Curry analogy, just like the Steph Curry. He does all the things that every quarter, every coach says, no, 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 oh, yeah. No, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't live like that. Right. You would have gray hairs, your heart, stress, monitor, everything will be going off all the days of your life. Only Patrick Mahomes can do that and do it the way he does it, and, and, and it's phenomenal. He is playing some of the most phenomenal quarterbacks you've ever seen, and the way he throws this football, he gets it off no matter what. That's what makes him insanely incredible. You, you, he gives those receivers he has a two, three, and a four route. 
even after the first route, the first play don't work, you'll get a two, three, and a four chance because I'm going to buy time. And and, and it, it, there's not many people that can buy time like he does and keep his eyes up the field, make plays. Some of those throws he made yesterday was, was, was pretty incredible to be thrown off of that one leg. And I got to give kudos to MSV, uh, the MBS, for showing up. For showing up and saying, not not my quarterback, and making the plays he made and, and going over 100 yards. In analyzing this game coming up, how much time will you spend, as a guy who does this professionally, on the difference between the coaches? Does it matter that much come game time, or is it really just about players uh, performing? No, coaching matters. There's a reason. There's a reason Andy Reid has had five AFC championship games in a row in Kansas City. This is after he went to four NFC championship games in a row. Four championship games in uh in Philadelphia. That coaching. Coaching matters. But I gotta give Sirianni some credit on how he he he, he used uh influencers, he used motion to keep those linebackers for the forty ers at bay. And as I was watching it I was saying, hmm, I wish Keller Moore could have done some more of this to help out the run game like what I'm seeing Sirianni do. What's the old saying? Call me whatever you want, but don't call me late for dinner. Michael, whenever we call you, it is phenomenal. I don't know if we're going to talk to you like right before or maybe after the Super Bowl, but I certainly hope we get the chance to talk to you one more time this year. Absolutely, man. You know, you know, you know, you guys are family, man. We're gonna wrap this thing up. We got to talk about this thing. We got to tell you: Are you guys going to be at the Super Bowl? Well, now that the Niners aren't going, I don't think we are either. Uh, yeah, that's that's the sad part. I know. But I, but I'll keep your breath. I'll be I'll be your reporter on this. There you go. And keep you abreast of what's going on. We family, and I want to play. You know, I, I'll make sure I keep you in line and intact of what's going on out there. You're the man, Michael. Thank you so very much. Always good chatting, guys.